federal employees working out there in the nation's parks and forests face special dangers, potential assault, murder attempts even. But agency managers don't have a good handle on the number or types of incidents, nor an adequate safety plan. For more, we turn to the Director of Natural Resources and Environment Team at the Government Accountability Office, Anne-Marie Fennell. Ms. Fennell, good to have you on. Thank you very much, Tom. Good to be with you. And what struck me in looking at your report is that the warning about the dangers to the, I'm calling them the outdoor employees, dates back to 2014. And what did they say back in 2014? And tell us the agencies that are affected here in the first place. Yes, uh, 2014 government report had predicted that the rate of violent domestic extremist incidents would be increasing. Uh, the federal land management agencies that we looked at as part of this report included the Bureau of Land Management, Fish and Wildlife Service, National Park Service, all in interior, and the Forest Service within the Department of Agriculture. And what is it that you found? It sounds like you weren't looking to see if the danger is increasing, but to see if they had adequate ways of measuring it and, and uh, having a policy to help prevent it. Yes, we looked at uh, three areas. Um, one, what's known about the number of threats and assaults against these federal land management employees. Uh, two, what is it that they do to protect their employees? And three, um, what are the uh, various uh, federal facility security assessment measures that they take? And for each of these areas, we found um, some interesting results. Uh, one, in terms of the Federal Land Management Agency's data, it showed a range of threats and assaults against their employees from fiscal years 2013 through 2017. And uh, the uh, types of incidents that occurred range from uh, phone threats to uh, attempted murder to the stabbing of an employee outside of a federal building. But the actual number is unclear uh, because of several reasons. Um, first, uh, agencies um, may uh, um, have their employees contact local and state law enforcement, uh, particularly if they are in remote locations and the federal law enforcement employees can't get to uh, their folks quickly enough. So some of the data may actually be captured in local and state law enforcement databases rather than federal databases. And in addition, not all uh, employees may report threats. Um, some had indicated that in certain circumstances, they considered it a, a normal part of their job. Um, turning to what agencies do to protect their employees, they take a variety of approaches, including uh, working with local, state, and federal law enforcement entities uh, to um, help uh, secure their their employees when there are known threats. So, for example, uh, there was a um, high-profile court case, and the Las Vegas uh, Police Department put a patrol car out in front of the federal agency that was involved in the case as a way of helping to protect them. 
Um, in terms of what we found regarding their uh, what they were doing to secure their facilities, this is where we had findings and recommendations. Um, Basically, we found that uh, the four federal land management agencies um, had not completed all their facility security assessments that are required um, by federal standards. And uh, the reasons for not doing so uh, included lack of resources, training, and expertise. Um, but not complying with uh, federal requirements to complete the assessments can leave these federal agencies exposed to risk um, in securing their facilities and ultimately protecting their employees. We're speaking with Anne-Marie Fennell. She's director of the Natural Resources and Environment Team at the Government Accountability Office. And facilities means a lot of different things, I guess, when it comes to the Bureau of Land Management or the uh, Fish and Wildlife Service, Park Service because it could be a cabin deep in the woods and far from civilization, or it could be a gigantic visitor center with a 500-car parking lot. Yes, that's correct. There's quite a range in terms of what constitutes an occupied facility, and some of them are indeed in, located in remote locations um, out west. And so that adds to the complication in terms of identifying all the appropriate uh, occupied facilities and then um, doing the assessment that is needed to figure out how to secure those facilities. And with respect to the threat itself, as you pointed out in 2014, the government thought that extremist group terror types of incidents would be on the increase. But what about just plain nutcases running around in the woods? I mean, you know, people with knives and guns can have equal access to those areas. Is there any material difference in what the government needs to do based on the source of the threat? The uh, data that we actually took a look at from the federal land management agencies uh, doesn't identify motivation. The only information we had in terms of anti-government uh, ideologies and, and threats from uh, individuals who held those ideologies came from FBI data that we examined. Um, no matter what the, the source or the motivation of, of the threat, if there is a um, the violation of a law or regulation, then the agencies um, uh, try to track that information and uh, use it for their law enforcement purposes. And so no matter, again, what the motivation, the um, the federal land management agencies do look for ways that they can protect their employees from threats and assaults and secure their facilities according to federal requirements. Sure. And so what are your principal recommendations? We made um, six recommendations, and which largely fell into two areas. We called for agencies to develop a plan to conduct all their required facility security assessments and develop methodologies that comply with federal requirements. The um, agencies did agree with our recommendations, and they noted some different steps that they were going to take to address our recommendations. Is there any timeline that they gave? Or, I mean, it's winter time, and I guess the, the incidence of people just being out there is about to uh, drop 
for the season, but maybe they can get something in place by the spring? They have not identified a particular timeline yet in terms of uh, responding to our recommendations, but there is a requirement that for this uh, coming fiscal year, uh, they are to um, inform uh, the uh, Interagency Security Committee, which is a, a, a group that um, uh, comes up with the requirements and monitors how the federal government do, is doing in terms of responding to these requirements. And so they will uh, have to provide an update as part of uh, this coming fiscal year to that particular committee. Um, we will continue to monitor how the agencies are responding to our recommendations and will periodically provide updates on our website as to how they are doing. Anne-Marie Fennell is Director of the Natural Resources and Environment Team at the Government Accountability Office. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you very much, Tom. We'll post this interview along with a link to her report at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand and on your device. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash Podcast One to learn more and start your free trial.